everyone, and welcome to 99 Years Podcast. I'm your host, Duncan Terry, and today I'm joined by regular guests Stuart Taylor, as well as Les Bandari and Chris Lawton. How are we, guys? Hello. <laughs> Long time no see, Liz, on the podcast. I know. A very rare, very rare appearance, so aren't you guys lucky? <laughs> Graced us with your presence. <laughs> A treat. And Chris, how are we? Yeah, hi. I'm I'm good, thank you. Yeah. It's well, been a long while since I've been on as well, so Yeah. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Chris. Always a pleasure. <laughs> well, today you may have seen the sad news that the written side of ninety nine yards ninety nine yards is uh is closing down. So we've got a few of the guys on the podcast just to talk about our favourite memories. And later on, we'll preview some of week one's games. Liz, obviously, we'll come to you first, as featured in Ben's book, <laughs> which we spoke about last week. Uh, got yeah. yourself a wee chapter in there. Um, yeah. You set up the site a long time ago, didn't you? Just to, uh, you know, to, to 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 feed fans' appetites in the UK, and it really kicked off. You know, you must be you must be thrilled with how it's gone. Yeah, definitely. Like, I guess the reason why I set up in the first place is. Because NFL Girl UK was obviously existent and obviously still does exist today. But I started to get like guest writers on and I was so conscious of the fact that whenever these um, like blog posts would go out, they'd obviously go from my account. And I just felt like I was the one getting the credit for everyone else's work. So that's the reason why we ended up setting up 99 Yards. Um, And yeah, I just love that it's given people that platform to be able to write about whatever they want to um because that's kind of what it's always been about and yeah it's been just nice to have that platform to make all these friendships and yeah and chris your cfl uh posts have been phenomenally popular i'm very pleased that you're going to carry on but do you have any favorite uh articles you've written or things you've done for the site what would you say yeah, thank you for that. Um, definitely. And it's been fantastic to ha- have a platform on the site to regularly write about the CFL because I think it might be the only place in the UK where we've had that much content to do with the CFL continuously for the last few years. So it's been a good a good platform to kind of um, promote it from and try and get pique people's interests a little bit. Uh, and if you know me, you know I'm really into the history side of the game as well. So some of the stuff that's really been good for me has been diving into the history of the CFL and the NFL. So the CFL, uh, the, the crossover period where they expanded into the United States in the 1990s, which was in some ways a disaster, but in some ways fabulous and is very fondly remembered. So finding out about teams like the Baltimore Stallions or the Shreveport Pirates or the Las Vegas Posse or whatever it may be uh, has been really fascinating. But, and then I was kind of looking through stuff earlier to just see what kind of things had been um, done on the site or you know what, what had gone well and one of the ones that I remember that wasn't actually a CFL one but it was the top 10 Super Bowl passer ratings of quarterbacks really enjoyed doing that going to it because it actually shows you how the passing game has evolved over the years because it's first sort of 18 Super Bowls or something like that um, Terry Bradshaw is in the top 10 and he's obviously a downfield thrower who throws a lot of picks but as it started the West Coast offense takes over and, and it moves more into a high percentage game. You see those players from earlier on drifting out of the, the top 10. So it's it's like a little history of the game. And obviously, um, quarterback rating is not a precise science. I mean, um, I think 
Tom Brady's only once in the top 10 at number 10. So that's not really a guide to who's been the best quarterback in a Super Bowl, is it, when you think about it that way? Absolutely. Chris, they're just demonstrating again what he's spoiling us with with your knowledge <laughs> once again. Um, and Stuart, obviously the the podcast is going nowhere, which means uh, you and I and and indeed Chris and Liz from time to time, especially we're, we're we're going nowhere in terms of 99 yards audially. Um, <laughs> but I know that your college content uh, will still be around. Any any favourite times for you over, over the last few years? Yeah, there's been loads actually. I mean. Someone giving me a platform to talk is uh, a bit weird because when I do talk, I don't stop. Um, so th- <laughs> thanks for uh, giving me that platform to, to have somewhere to vent my spleen quite regularly. But um, yeah, the the draft stuff obviously started off with having, during the COVID year, the credentials for covering the um, Reese's Senior Bowl. And that started off with myself and Owen just chatting over Twitter, doing a little bit of content that's spiralled into... Um, a whole draft talk essentially and getting Brian and MJ involved and that's gone from writing some content to them watching the draft together on Skype to then renting houses the last couple of years and Owen and Brian trying to poison me with alcohol while watching the draft so <laughs> that's really spiralled and, and we're going to keep that going that's going to be um, moving on to passes new but still around to the, the draft talk stuff still going to be there the other one as well was last year when a lot of us got together in Dublin um, yeah. again more to do with the, more with the social <laughs> side of anything rather than the football was great but just hanging out with you guys who we talked a lot before and chucking down the guinnesses and having a bit of a laugh and stuff and, <laughs> and i hope that kind of thing will continue and we'll maybe get back to dublin again together as a bunch as well but yeah there's been loads of great memories so it's been it's been really really good and and the fact that we're continuing on with the with the spoken word video video content and stuff as well it's still good that, that we're, we're going to keep that together Absolutely right. Dublin was phenomenal, and and if you end up going okay. next year with your new friends, uh, we'll, we'll come. We'll hunt you down. Uh, we won't. Oh no, there. no. The, the Dublin massive WhatsApp group is still there. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> I love thanks, that thanks. group. I love that trip. <laughs> so good. Yeah, everyone, get get yourselves to Dublin for the college game. Uh, try for tickets after we've got them. Don't make it harder for us, but definitely get yourselves out to Dublin. Um, I, I think for me. It, I mean, obviously the friendships, but um, we were we were we were down in uh, the, the, where we were near Twickenham, somewhere near Twickenham, and some of the guards, some of the te- some representatives of the teams have popped over. I had never met anyone famous in my life, I don't think, uh, say for Liz. Um, and <laughs> suddenly I'm faced with these giants, uh, like seven foot worth, you know, in the same wide of Joel Bitonio. Uh, Johnny Hecker, such a nice guy, and I'm, the first guy I chatted to was uh, Stefan Diggs, and, and Kadeem mm-hmm. gave me a little pep talk beforehand. You know, don't worry about it. Just ask this. Wait your turn. Stand there. Everyone else will have a go. Then it'll be you. Don't worry about it. You know, they're nice as pie, and and they really were. He guided me through that. It was phenomenal. And and you remind me. You reminded me there of the COVID years where we had the opportunities to talk to people in Media Week. We were, you know, yeah, to be on a, about that. To be yeah. on a Teams chat with like Tom Brady was just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and I got to, got to, of course, I got to ask a question to Todd Bowles as well. I'd forgot about that. Yeah, 
Oh, it's amazing the the COVID years, the positive effects of COVID. There, there has to be yeah. some. Um, and lastly, Liz, <laughs> you and I, we we interviewed Jerry Rice for the Super Bowl yeah. preview. Um, yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. What a what a thing. What a thing. Uh, and lastly, Walter Jones. I've still got his phone number. <laughs> oh. <laughs> got a Hall of Famer in my, in my contacts. So, uh, but I love um, that. Yeah, absolutely loved it. I mean, yourself, Liz, any highlights? Uh, any, any articles oh, you've seen? Or, I mean, things yeah, you've done? I mean. Loads, to be honest. So this is what's quite funny about this whole thing. So whilst, night, obviously, NFL Girl UK and, like, 99 Yards, whenever it's been going for a long, long time, because I was full-time employed, I actually couldn't get along to any of the media days. So it was awesome kind of living it through you guys if that made sense so the first time I got to go to media day I was in fairness still employed so I took the day off and it was the one that's is it's it was a random one I can't explain what it was for but it wasn't because of the London games because random plays were were over it must have been like for the NFL play 60 or whatever like that but it was on my birthday I remember that much so it was July probably before I was married so maybe 16 or 17 and it was the year that Nico Thorpe was there and so Shona was there with me and that's the first time I had done I suppose media face to face so yeah a bit like you Duncan kind of absolutely clueless of kind of what to do or what to say or any of that kind of stuff but frankly I had Shona so a bit like a deem actual journalism experience yeah. who can guide us through these things um, so yeah, no, that was awesome to meet firstly a Seahawks player, but also just because he was so awesome and like up for doing anything. He was just up for fun. So that was awesome. That was one one thing that I've loved. There was also a time a couple of years ago, probably one of my first interviews, and I can't remember now whether it was you, Duncan, or if it was Jono. Um, but we interviewed um Mike Carlson. I think it might have been oh. Jono actually. Um, I, I think it? several of us were on that call. He was really, he yeah. was phenomenal, wasn't he? I think John did that. Yeah, yeah, that was such a good chat. It went on for a good long time. Like he loves to chat, and I and I and I love that about him. But yeah, that was an amazing chat, and I think that was probably one of the first, like I suppose, up there one of the first like big I suppose media names I'd done a show with. Um, yeah, what else? Yeah, Dublin was awesome. Absolutely really enjoyed that. Um seeing Stu again at Shona's wedding, that was a lot of fun. And God, there's yeah, there's just there's loads. Like, it's hard to pinpoint it. Actually, I think one of my favourites, now I think about it, was that first night at All Star Lanes. <laughs> when we really got into the karaoke. <laughs> Yes, that was with her, <laughs> yeah, with your missus, with Amanda and Shona as my backing singers, and yeah, it's great. <laughs> you you yeah. reminded me actually of Chris's uh, chat with um, Jeff Reinbold, which was also fantastic. Yeah. It's kind of a history lesson similar to Mike Carlson's. Uh, it wasn't so long ago. Do you remember that one, Chris? Yeah, I remember it very well. And Jeff's fantastic because you ask him a question just like setting off and off he goes and shoots off in all kinds of you ask him a question and you get, like you say it really is true I remember asking him about the um, Las Vegas Posse funnily enough I mentioned earlier and he went into a whole story about that and, and the things that went on kind of behind the scenes with him chauffeuring the coach around everywhere which wasn't really his job but it's what he ended up doing taking him to the local casinos before they went to practice on a um, what sounded like one of the worst fields you'll ever see in professional sports 
a car park basically with a carpet on it was how he described it i think wasn't it yeah absolutely <laughs> and, and from a media perspective from the cfl side as well it was great because in 2019 i don't know if you remember this but we got to talk to marshall ferguson from tsn who yes. uh, hosts the grey cup and covers that and that was fantastic and uh, then we also uh, when i was starting out some of the guys from piffle's podcast who uh, a big Saskatchewan Rough Riders fans got in touch with me and just gave me lots of advice, basically, and said, here, do this and get to know these people. And that was really great because the one of the nice things about the city, because it's less teams, it's very tight-knit community and yeah. everybody seems to want to help everybody else. Or at least that's been my experience with it anyway, uh, which has been my experience here at 99 Yards as well, that everybody wants to help everybody else. And as soon as he's not here, can I just shout out Owain, who done an incredible amount of work on the website and the writing and editing yes. side of things uh, and I looked because we were going into this I looked we did an article last December and it was the top 10 most looked at articles on 99 yards ever and five yeah. of them and four of the top five were his <laughs> so oh. <laughs> all, all um, draft uh, like the top one was Trey Lance a draft analysis of Trey Lance which is probably quite interesting to reread now given what's been going on over in San Francisco yeah my god yeah so, something that's <laughs> interesting about these draft articles and we have a joke about it on the draft talk like afterwards is the amount of people who you know the, the ratings go up and you read them the amount of people who are draft prospect mums who then followed us on Twitter afterwards <laughs> was quite oh, was quite cute. funny the one I can remember, the one I remember is Trevor Penning, who was drafted by the Saints. Yes, um, I remember that. He was going the first round. His mum started following me on Twitter because I wrote his draft. You're trying to get her on the pod, aren't you? We tried, <laughs> we tried hard, but it didn't happen. But yes, yeah, so that was just one of these funny quirks about these draft uh, <laughs> articles we wrote. We got quite a following from draft prospects' mums. I love that. I never knew that until now. I love it. <laughs> Well, seriously, thank you, Liz, and everyone who's who's worked on the site, the two sites, really. Uh, it's been an absolutely fantastic run. Uh, look out for most of the writers as they move on to uh, other things, but you find them all here on the podcast. It will continue. <laughs> and in that respect, let's preview a few games. It's week one. Let's move on from being sad uh, and talk about the Lions and the Chiefs. Um, Stuart, an easy one, right? Uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs will win that game. Yeah, I, I do. Um, there's still newness in the season, and the, the the Lions have a lot of newness as well. They're a they're a popular team. A lot of people are rooting for the Lions. They've drafted pretty well the first couple of rounds last year. Uh, this year gone, sorry. Um, but I think the Chiefs will probably have too much firepower. Obviously, there's still the holdout with um, with Jones on that defensive line, but I think the Chiefs have got enough about them, and they've got number 15. If you've got number 15, you're in with a shout every single week. See, like, I've liked the Lions for such a long time, and the way that they've kind of evolved, let's put it that way, they've definitely evolved over the time that I've been a fan. So I've been following the game since, yeah, about 2012, um, so Lions for the first time in 2014 very different team now I feel and yeah I would love to see them go on to be successful I feel like this is definitely the season to do it as for that first game it's it's the Chiefs so Chiefs build doing Chiefs things <laughs> yeah I mean the important thing for Lions if, if they do lose is not to get too downhearted because they've got some incredible young players and a great like ethic there 
they're a fun team yeah. i really want to watch the lions uh you know if they do lose don't get too downhearted i think i think that's the important thing um uh, chris anything on the, on the lions and chiefs uh yeah i will just say that week one is the week when all the surprises tend to happen so you never know because uh, teams <laughs> haven't actually got sniffled in yet i mean obviously i'm with everybody else and think the chiefs will win it and i agree with Stuart that when you've got patrick mahomes back there you've always got more than just a half a chance of winning a game um, but the Lions haven't won a playoff game since 1991, and I feel like this is the year that they might, A, get into the playoffs, and B, win a game. I'm not saying they're going to go deep, but I think they could win a playoff game this year because the team looks stronger than it has done for a long time. Like Liz says, it's evolved quite a lot over the last few years. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Are they, are they still the only team to have not won a Super Bowl? Are they the only team now? No, there's several. No, there's a uh, there's several okay. mind. Yeah. Um, I always remember that they're like the main, like one of the mains. I think it's because I like them so much. <laughs> maybe one of the oldest, not too possibly. Yeah. Uh, I there's, don't know if any um, listeners can put me right. <laughs> I can. Uh, I can answer that. Oh, you want Chris answer? Answer. <laughs> I know for definitely the the um the the Browns and the, certainly in the Jaguars I can know have not had a Super Bowl but um yeah it's the oh, it's true. the Browns the Lions the Jaguars and the Texans are the only team who've never been to a Super Bowl and the Lions are the oldest of those teams yeah so uh, we did an article on it actually on 99 yards <laughs> when it was a Super Bowl <laughs> over a year ago a couple of years ago that's why that's why I remember that because um, there's quite a few teams obviously that haven't won it they've been to the Super Bowl and lost like Atlanta yeah. for example, or whoever but those are the only four teams yeah. that haven't made it to the big game kind of thing. Yeah. And even when they had Barry Sanders, they got within one game and got flattened by Washington. Wow. Who needs Google? <laughs> <laughs> and as seamless links go, uh, the Lions now playing in a Rogers list division. He's moved on to the Jets uh, and teams who have not won the Super Bowl, uh, losing four heartbreakingly in the 90s. Uh, this weekend, you've got Bills at Jets. Chris, what does history tell us? Hmm. Like you say, the Bills lost four in a row in the 90s, so they kind of feel a bit cursed, I think, their fan base. Probably why they're the drunkest fan base in the league and are jumping <laughs> through tables left, right and centre. Um, and, and as we know, the Jets don't tend to challenge the Super Bowl much either these days. They haven't been there since Super Bowl three and the, one of the greatest upsets in the history of the game. So I think the Bills are still a stronger team overall of the two. Um, but as I said, alluded to earlier, it's week one. Nobody knows what's going to happen in week one. Um, it's very rare for a team to be ready to hit the ground, even one that's going to dominate, uh, unless you're something like the 1985 Chicago Bears. Um, then it's going to take a while to to get going and, and really this might also be because I'm a Dolphins one I just do that so I just do well so I'm, I'm kind of pulling for the Bills a little bit in a way. Yeah, I mean I think the, the Jets Jets obviously are the team in, in the NFL who, who are the longest streak without being in the playoffs. So they're going to really want with Aaron Rodgers to be in that playoff mix and I think he will come out absolutely firing in week one. You know, he's had that year in Green Bay, which was a bit of a down year last year. But the year, two years before that, he won the MVP. So he's not it's not that far in the distant past. And I think that the Jets have got a ferocious defence. And if they can get going very early against Buffalo, um, we could be in for an upset come Monday night. Liz, I mean, back when you and I started following the NFL at a similar sort of time, uh, Bills versus Jets had would have no business being near 
one of the uh, biggest games of the week. Um, yeah. But now uh, I'm excited to watch it. Are you going to watch someone? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Bills are one of those teams that I've loved for a while. I love a lot of teams, so let's face that. I can't even say that anymore because I love everyone. But um, yeah, Bills have been one of those teams that have been fascinating for a couple of years now, and they've just never quite got there, have they? So they're one of those teams that I really root for and want to. Jets is a funny one. Jets are a team I didn't mind in the past, but I would say for maybe the past, I don't know, maybe the past year or so, they're just a team I've disliked for whatever reason. I think the fan base is uh, probably something to do with that. But um, Aaron Rodgers being there is a, is a whole other thing. Um, and I sort of wonder, is this going to be a bit like when Brady and Belichick were no more? Is this going to be the same? Like, as in, I really liked Brady at that point. I liked, he just, his character changed or you saw more about him. He was more fun or whatever. Is that what we're going to see from Aaron Rodgers as well? Um, is what I want to know. Um I thought it was interesting in that preseason game where he basically told this player from the opposition, I can't remember what the team was now, but um, basically along the lines, like, I don't even know who you are. I was like, God, what an actual, what an arsehole. <laughs> so I'm probably not going to like him anymore. <laughs> I didn't like fair, him for op- a while. <laughs> to be fair, the yeah. opposition player told him he didn't know who Aaron Rodgers was, so I think there was a bit of back and forth in there. Fair play, okay. I'll let I'll let I'll let him have that one then. <laughs> uh, but Rogers has done nothing to help his popularity in the last couple of years. Although he doesn't <laughs> no. really care, does he? <laughs> no. But you know what I do like about him though? Um to be fair, wasn't he at the Taylor Swift concert like absolutely having the best of times? <laughs> like fair play on that. That's not something I would have expected for him, but yeah, I'm on board with that one. I can take that. <laughs> He's probably one of the only NFL think, players that's still around who's the same age as me, so I can't slag him off too much. <laughs> I think however you feel about Aaron Rodgers, he may not actually end up tarnishing his image as much as an ex-Packer who went to the Jets, because Brett Favre's image is gone from, you know, Hall of Fame, isn't he great? Oh look God, at yeah. the way he plays the game, to dick pics <laughs> and, and uh, stealing from Paul. So, you know, it's not... <laughs> It's a low bar he's got to get over to do better. Big time. <laughs> and now we have an 18 plus rating, so you can all just go to town. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew he sent dick pics. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, last up, uh, in, in terms of uh, games of the week, I think the 49ers at Steelers is absolutely fascinating. Um not quite the story of two quarterbacks, but I really want to see if Pickett can can sort of live up to his billing and, and pick up that Ben Roethlisberger mantle and make the team his own. Um, and I'm fascinated to see what Brock Purdy can do now that the team is his own. He doesn't have that Trey Lance shadow, you know, uh, uh, overshadowing, not overshadowing, but, uh, you know, there's no pressure on. It's his team now. They're ready to move on. Um, I think they're one of the favourites in the NFC uh, and the yeah. Steelers will be there about at the end of the season, but it's at Steelers, and that's a that's a difficult place to go to. So that'll be an interesting one. What were you guys? Yeah, I was doing a picks recently of division winners, and I had the Steelers actually stealing the uh, the AFC North. And so yeah, I've got, uh, they have one of my favourite players who's come out in a couple of recent years of George Pickens at wide receiver. And people who've listened to the podcast will know my disdain for the 49ers. I always predict doom and gloom for them every year in hope rather than expectation. Um, but I think that they, they do have a really good offense. They, 
um, have pieces on defence as well. Depends what happens with Nick Bosa. I don't know if that contract standoff is still ongoing as well. He's an integral part of what they do on the, that 49ers defence. Um, I could see that being uh, one of these low-scoring games where they're hammering into the trenches and it's you know a, a field goal in it type kind of game. I would say any any Mike Tomlin coach team is usually ready to play, so they will be competitive. Um, but I'm going to pick the 49ers for that one because I also think they're going to go quite far this year. And I can't not like Brock Purdy because he says his hero was Dan Marino, so that, that works for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board with 49ers on that one. Um, but probably mostly because, like, for me, Steelers have dropped off that radar a little bit. Um, they're just a team that I've not paid attention for a little while, whereas, like, the 49ers, especially last season, like, how can you not root for them? Like, everything just was kind of, like, obviously going wrong because they had you lose three quarterbacks in one season. Like, yeah, that was very, very unfortunate. So, I, yeah, despite being a Seahawks fan, like, yeah, I'd be rooting for 49ers on this. I, just, I would like to see some success for them just because of how it's gone for a few years. So, yeah, it'd be nice to see them win. Is the other half telling you to say that behind the door? <laughs> yes, guys. I'm going to blink a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's every Help. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That is, it's an awesome slate of games this year and uh, this this week. And I'm so glad to have the season back. Uh, and you will definitely be able to catch us talking about it uh, for the foreseeable. Um, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for you know today's show and let us know some of your favorite articles uh, you can tweet us at 99 yards that is also going nowhere thanks for listening <laughs>